0: All right, guys, so we're back with part two. Since Jada wasn't here last week, we just kicked her off for this one as well because we brought Stephen back to continue our conversation from last week. And because Stephen is here, I have cracked open a white gummy bear rain. Thank you for now my new addiction.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really unhealthy. It's probably <laughs> going to give me cancer or a heart attack. One, I don't know, whichever one kills me first. But to be honest with you, like, if they wanted to sponsor me, I'll fill an IV bag with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie.
0: All right, so like I said, we are going to continue our conversation from last week talking about uh, martial arts and moving martial arts into self-defense and everything else and lots more, I'm sure, ADHD ramblings and different things like that, and now it's fueled by some rain and Kylie's coffee and Steven's still not drinking anything at the moment, which is just kind of shocking to me. Would you like a water or?
1: Nah, I'm okay. I'll say my, my blood is essentially mostly caffeine at this point. So <laughs> I don't really want to ruin that. I ain't get okay. a whole lot of sleep.
0: <laughs> so, Kylie, would you like to tell us, tell about our sponsor?
2: Yep, faithandfreedom.clothing. There you can find some t shirts and a whole lot of other stuff now, which is awesome. Christian t shirts, patriotic t shirts, coffee t shirts, and martial arts t shirts.
0: But I'm sure they're because they're just like constantly expanding now, so they're that's going true. to be getting into all kinds of other.
1: But that's things. For right now, if you like Jesus and Gats and throwing hands and coffee, like yeah, you can get I t-shirts. I mean, you know, it's still it's still like a Christian-owned owned.
0: company, so I doubt they're going to like have satanic t-shirts and stuff like that. But yeah. they <laughs> 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 they are expanding, so <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe they'll do like a Jesus didn't tap t-shirt where it's like Jesus putting the. the I'm pretty sure
0: on. Jesus didn't tap was like a. Um, it's like, like a sponsor. Ex- oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're, like, yeah they're, a, they're a brand.
1: Yeah, I didn't know they were still a thing. I, don't, I don't Oh, know I don't know if they're,
0: they're still a thing.
1: Oh, but, I know there know. used to be a thing. I don't know. For whatever reason, it's like a core memory for me just seeing Jesus putting Satan in the arm bar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know uh, one of our guys, uh, Soto, actually got us a team sponsorship by them for some of our fights. I was so like... You got a sponsorship? I like that brand. That's that's wild. Okay, I had a couple sponsorships, but uh, I don't know why that one shocked me
1: so much. I was that? I think Soto every now and again would just like wad stuff up and throw it at the wall and saw if it stick. And like half the time he was so nice they would just do stuff for him. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, super yeah. nice dude. I All right, sell stuff to you.
0: So, uh, since Jada is not here with us, we kicked her off this podcast. Steven is going to bring us the story of the week, uh, since we didn't have one last week.
1: Right, so this one's from the Washington Post from June of 2021. It says, Florida man accused of killing an iguana. State, stand your ground in defense of the charges. (laughs) (laughs) It states, by the time Animal Control Officer found the green iguana in September, blood was flowing out of its mouth and nostrils, and its head appeared to be injured. It was breathing but unconscious, and according to to the arrest report, accusing a man of torturing the creature. The iguana died while the officer was driving it back to the Animal Control Office in Florida's Palm Beach County. The arrested report says... Uh, PJ Patterson, age 43, was charged with animal cruelty for allegedly kicking, throwing, and stepping on the animal until it was near death. He later employed an unusual argument in his defense. The iguana started it. Patterson, who stands six-foot-three, argued that the three-foot iguana had viciously viciously attacked him and that he was immune from prosecution under Florida's Stand Your Ground law, which allows a person to use force against someone who possesses an immediate threat. Circuit Judge Jeffrey Dana Gillen on Friday rejects Patterson's argument. (laughs) Uh, Florida's Stand Your Ground principle... Uh, which also holds that a person is not obligated to retreat when threatened does not usually apply to reptiles, but it took a turn with the national spotlight in 2012 when it formed the basis of a not guilty verdict. In the case of George Zimmerman, a neighborhood watch who volunteer, you all know who that is, uh, who fatally shot Trayvon Martin and unarmed black teenager in South Florida, if convicted of animal cruelty, Patterson faces a maximum of five years in prison and a fine up to $10,000. So okay. it turns out it's not a very good defense. It's the, not. The, the don't, iguana don't, started it. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> okay. I'm not laughing at what he did to the iguana.
1: That's horrible.
0: <laughs> he should be in trouble. You know? So don't take my laughter as, like, animal cruelty, like, enjoyment. I don't enjoy that. I, that the ridiculousness of that guy trying to use a stand-your-ground law yeah, like, against a reptile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the idea of, like, you know. He's like, come on, man, you're about to go to jail, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> he started, man. <laughs> like, uh, look at him; so, he was aggressive. He came at me, like so. Yeah, yeah. I threw hands with the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kylie asked us, "Are we going to have a, uh, a story for this podcast?" And he
1: was like, "I'll do it." <laughs> I I literally looked up Florida man self-defense And that was the first one that came up That wasn't murder
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay So let's try to pick up Where we left off Although we kind of left off in a little bit of a ramble Because that's what we do Mm -hmm. Um, So Kind of moving Trying to move maybe Out of funny stories And into actual the topic a little bit So, you – okay, for me, let me just say this real quick. So, like, when I got into martial arts, it was something that I wanted to do my entire life. Right. Uh, My mother loves to tell the story about how, like, obsessed with martial arts and stuff I was as a kid. Um, Apparently, I was three years old, and there was a show on in the 1980s called – that's incredible. And there was a the team of karate guys that basically tore down an entire house by punching and kicking it. And according to my mother, that's where my obsession with martial arts began. I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, you know, as a kid, you know, you're a three-year-old kid, I can, yeah, maybe that is it. I don't know. But whatever it was, it was a lifelong obsession. Apparently, at the time, in the 80s, um, if you call a martial arts school for, like, a eight-year-old, they didn't, like, let eight-year-olds come in there because they were going to get the crap beat out of them because, you know, that. So I did not get to start martial arts until For I the record, you
1: parents with eight-year-olds,
0: that builds character. That's true, but, again, um, that's probably not how martial arts are run in your local area at this point. Yeah, probably. I'm definitely not here. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> we don't come in there like, all right, glove up. I think. Uh, beat the crap out of each other. Go. <laughs>
1: I think things were much more cobra kai back then but. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so this scared my mom to death so she would just never let me do it and she says she says i knew you and i knew your personality and if i let you do it it didn't matter what they did to you you was going to you would eventually get there and i'm like well i mean i appreciate your belief in me as far as that goes but i mean i don't know so i um i got married at 19 one month later I said, I'm going to start martial arts, dear. I love you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a man now. I can I can start karate. <laughs> <laughs> so, like everybody else, you know, I was just kind of lucky. because I just kind of like, oh, look, martial arts, let's go join. You know, it was just yeah. kind of like quick. Um, I just kind of like fell into a good place. But for me, martial arts, like traditional karate, it had a little bit of groundwork, then led into... Go and learn some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which led into let's fight some MMA, which led into you know. Actually, I did I did a little MMA before. I did a couple of fights before I even got hooked up with my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So my my uh, my groundwork was there, but it was very rudimentary. Yeah. Actually, my instructor because we couldn't find a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor around, my instructor, my karate instructor, and I, we bought like. a... The old, like, Gracie tapes. Yeah. I, I found those things on the internet, and I bought them. And he ran and bought a little TV-VCR
1: combo. This is the early 2000s. Very early 2000s. <laughs> For you kids that don't know what a TV-VCR combo <laughs> is, it's kind of like Netflix. But instead, you get this big box. And uh, every now and again, it, like, jams up, and you have to, like, turn it. So and it, it only plays one, one thing. Yeah, it only plays one thing. And uh, it runs on a big tape, and if you mess that up, it never works again. Yeah. And then you have to, like, switch it out to watch another thing.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah. So I bought a, a, a series of eight eight or ten, ten videos because it was, like, two videos for white belt, two videos for blue belt, two videos for purple, two videos for brown, <laughs> and two videos for black. So that was uh that was fun times that's all we did man we uh I, I was assisting helping him in classes at that point in time and then after everybody else classes would be over which basically he just had like a kids and adults class and then we took another like hour and a half two hours every night after that where we just like we put the tapes in and just learned and uh and that's how i did my like first two or three mma fights was by watching the Gracie videos, <laughs> Yeah, that
1: was, that was the era that we were in. But, like, that was also, you know, when you have absolutely nothing on the ground, somebody who watched a bunch of Gracie tapes and, like, played like that it can make a significant difference. You know,
0: in all honesty, I did not – I did – man, I don't know. Actually, it may have been more than two or three fights. I don't know how many fights I had before I got hooked up with Scott. But we were – It was. A, it was a few. Yeah. It was quite a few, actually. So, because I got to thinking, like, where I did several of those smokers. So, and I mean, I caught a dude in a double arm bar one time. Yeah. That was before I actually started, like, really training with real guys. Double hmm.
1: arm
0: bar? Yeah, double arm bar from the guard. That dude was a Greensboro cop. Oh. Huh. I won't name him because those smokers are kind like, in the gray area of legality. Yeah. yeah and right. I found out, I was like, oh, I'm fighting a, sm-
1: uh, a Greensboro cop? Huh. <laughs> Yeah. Was the, that was like the, the early days of MMA where yeah. everybody thought it was like the original UFC stuff. And, you know, everybody was like stomping each other. Because he, he
0: went through the academy. He got to work with some of the Gracie guys. And he just thought he was pretty freaking awesome. So, I fought him twice in one night. Because, again, early days of MMA.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Smoker fights. It's not exactly regulated. So, we, we go to this... Uh, it was me and my instructor. And we go up here to this school... And he comes in, and uh, we're sitting around and getting ready. And we had, there were several fights going on that night, and he and I were like the first one. They're like, hey, you know, he needs to kind of – he wants to fight. He's probably going to have to head on It's like, yeah, that's cool. And I was like – I was a little nervous. I was like, I'm fighting a cop. <laughs> so, anyway, we move in, and he starts swinging for the fences, man. He had no striking whatsoever. And I was kind of like just like backing up and backing up, and I threw a couple punches. And I thought, you know, I could sit here and continue to fight him like this, or I could just, like, try to take him down real quick. But I'd heard he just worked with the Gracies. I was a little weary of his, like, groundwork. But I didn't have enough brain. I mean, I had more competitive drive than, like, smarts at the time. So I just, like, ducked under his punch, dumped him, and then him, And it was over. And, I mean, the whole fight was, like, 20-some seconds. Yeah. It was, like, super fast. And uh, we go we go back, and he was like, man, let's was, was good fight. He said, uh... That shocked me. He said, I just I thought it would last longer. And then we kind of went our own ways. I was back over here with my instructor, watched a couple of the fights. And then he come back and he's like, uh, hey, could we go again? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, as long as they don't care, I don't care. So he we went and asked him. He like, yeah, it's okay. So we go back out and we start fighting. and. I ended up, yeah, I was like, I, probably the first and only time I ever kind of carried somebody in a fight a little bit. It was like, this dude, I realized, I'm not trying to be mean, this is going to sound really arrogant. But he, he couldn't hang with me striking, mm-hmm. and he couldn't hang with me grappling, so he just really didn't have anything for me. So I'm just like, okay, let's, let's go around, let toy around a little bit. And uh, I took him down again after a little bit. So well, that no, a couple it, like, minutes.
1: It sounds mean, but, you know, also you heard him be like, man, I really wish it would last longer. You know, like, you can give him some. Well, what I'm saying know, is it sounds let, arrogant. Let
0: yeah. It sounds arrogant. Uh, you know, because of that really. Yeah, I wanted to let him fight a little bit. And I realized he was just no real threat to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So we uh, we hit the ground. And, and I don't remember how, but I ended up in his guard. All right. No, I'm sorry. He ended up in my guard. And I, yeah, I double armor party. So i like, hmm, that's cool. He just goes, uh oh, ah, tap. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, that I got on those tap with
2: <oil. laughs>
0: <laughs> So we had, yeah, I did several of those. And then ended up going to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and actually learning that what I learned from the tapes is not exactly like working with a experienced, serious mm-hmm. BJJ guy. And then, um, I just remember this kid was about a buck seventy five and I could not get him off he was it mounted on me and I was like I couldn't get him off of me. No, 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 he was like a buck fifty. Yeah. And I'm like, 'cause I'm like I was right around two hundred probably. Yeah. And I am sitting there going like I can't make I got like probably close to fifty pounds on this kid and I could not make him move. It feels weird when you're getting like beat up by a kid half your size. I <laughs> and you're just like yeah. ah that was that moment where I was like, Okay, I do not know as much about grappling as I thought I did, so it's time to get serious. Mm-hmm. So I did that, then I started fighting some bigger MMA fights and finished those up. Fought some kickboxing, and then I moved into combatives because I think it's been heard so on the kick on on this podcast so far. My wife hated when I was fighting.
2: We even did a podcast on that.
0: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have now since listened to it. But um, the last time we were talking, that we made comment about it, I had not. I said I had not listened to it yet. A little weary about it. So Kylie Jada took julie and decided to to do a podcast all about what it's like being married to me and that's just this was all based on a joke (laughs) because i was like there was like Hey, I said, we need to do a podcast. Why don't y'all go ahead and do a podcast? Take Julie and do a podcast. It was like, what do we do a podcast on? I was like, I don't know. Talk about how horrible it is to be married to me.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> so what did they do? They came down here and made a podcast. I of
1: like be married to me. She'd be like, Every time we have dispensable income, he buys like knives and guns and all this crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> it comes back and it's like, isn't this cool? And you're like, what is it? Like,
2: like,
0: yeah. I mean, I just ordered a case of a thousand rounds of nine millimeter. I love you, dear.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. He hadn't told you yet. You're just gonna find out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. If,
0: so if she listens, to she don't listen to all the episodes of the podcast, but if she happens to listen to this one. Yeah. A friend sent me a link. Says, "Man, I just
1: found an awesome deal on this." It's like, cool. Ordered. <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, I can't say anything up. Yeah. Aimpoint dropped their new duty RDS and I was like oh that looks cool and I was like I get a cop discount <laughs> <laughs> swipe
0: <laughs> so but yeah so I started moving into reality based self defense instruction and then so I became a reality based self defense instructor and then became a combatives instructor and then firearms instructor pistol rifle shotgun yeah so it's just a, that's that been kind of like my path through this as somebody who like I said didn't grow up doing this now you started as a kid yeah. So, so, how, how did you end up even like actually, what I, don't, well, I know like, you probably told me and I know your parents probably told me but,
1: well, but like I, I always kind of so wanted to start yeah, I always wanted to start martial arts and stuff like that and I think it was just from watching like the cool guy kung fu movies and yeah, stuff like yeah. that like you know I grew up in the rush hour age you know yeah
0: Like I was, was an adult during the rush hour age and I still really thoroughly enjoyed it yeah I think it's about oh yeah you gotta see those movies Kylie's not seen yeah. those movies
1: yeah so like you know i grew up like watching that and you know as like abysmal as it is for me to say it like even some of the steven seagal movies and when you're a kid (laughs) you don't know anything like steven gets seagal seems awesome and then when you like grow up and you're like wow this dude runs like a welshman and uh
0: yeah so okay uh i I will say this my instructor loved steven seagal (laughs) movies okay i don't brandon if you're listening man i'm sorry (laughs)
2: uh, <laughs> he let me borrow some. I you're
0: about to get dragged. <laughs> like, uh, no, I have so much respect for my instructor till this, still to this day. Uh, but anyway, when we were <laughs> when I started, man, he's like, "Have you seen Steven Seagal?" And was like, and he let me borrow some of his movies. Like, yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, I don't know that I've ever watched any Steven Seagal movie more than once.
1: Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> worth doing it. <laughs> you
0: know it's And I think now work. they did not age well especially. Especially when you find out more about him as a person who's like, yeah. ah yeah, he kinda sucks as a person. So if you guys are like love Steven Seagal, I apologize. Well
1: his first them. movie, uh was like it Hard the to the Kill or Above the Law, I think that's actually what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I one, first. Yeah, that one was good. And that was it. That was the only good one. Yeah, still, the I still like only
0: it. ever watched it one time. He yeah. let me borrow it. I took it home. I watched it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. Took it back to home. I've never seen that movie since. And I've watched yeah. several of his movies because my instructor would like, so here you go, check this out. This is awesome. But Above the Law was his all-time favorite Steven Seagal movie. I didn't know yeah. that much. Yeah. So like, at least it was, a, was a decent
1: that one. That was Pinnacle. If you go on Netflix right now, and I think this is super important that everybody at home should do this, um, and you don't have to watch that much into it. But he has a movie and I think it's called Sniper Special Operations. I heard Or something yeah, yeah, no, to uh something, like that. something to that effect. It is so bad. But he plays a sniper with like his obviously like dyed goatee and yeah. like he's like, you know, about eighty pounds overweight in the movie. And uh but he's like, you know, just shooting people and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like goes and he's got this AR, And he's, like, coming around corners, and he's just lazily switching shoulders for no reason. And, like, the opposite shoulder of what he would take the corner on. So, like, if I was going to, like, you know, if I was going to take a left-hand corner, you know, okay, I I keep that gun on my my right shoulder. But, you know, if I'm going to take a right-hand corner... You know, just to pie that angle a little bit better, I might switch that gun over. You know, mm. like totally makes sense. You know, it makes yeah. yourself a smaller target. You know. But he's never done any kind of room clearing tactics, and it's abysmally obvious. And he's just switching shoulders for no reason. And the stock's not even like in his shoulder, but he's just like kind of firing like, <laughs> like just the stock is so, like it's like, sitting on listen, top of his dude, shoulder. You've and it's got just
0: the money. Hire somebody who knows how to, like, <laughs> no, it's, hire a tactician and let them
1: at least guide you. But so nobody bad, knows but like, more than
0: Steven Seagal in Steven Seagal's mind.
1: Oh, know, yeah. Anything. Yeah, Steven Seagal, he's a he's an expert in everything.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, he's he even taught, a musician. Yeah, He, he, taught, heard Anderson,
1: he, he taught Anderson Silva a front kick. I know, yeah. yeah like, Leonardo
0: Machida had a jumping front kick.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Like, they definitely didn't know how to do that before. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, karate guy knows how to front kick. Yeah, like, what? Yeah, wild. Like, Anderson Silva, probably, like, one of the most technical strikers of all time. Yeah, he did not have a front kick. just didn't. The front <laughs> kick just never occurred to him. Like, all right, I'm sorry. We completely went off the rails and, like, <laughs> uh, stopped your whole. He said Steven Seagal, and it was just like, oh, we got a, <laughs> we got a metaphorical <laughs> so doo-doo on we him, We've <laughs> yeah, like so so we got a crap on
0: him, and then we can go back to your story now. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, like, you know, so watching martial arts movies and stuff like that. And I just remember, like, one in particular, there was... I know, right? Like there's a kung fu, uh, thing that that was going on. It was um, like a demonstration that they did. And it was when I still lived in Florida, and I was like, you know. But it was really, really cool. The guys were super athletic. They were like jumping up in the air and breaking flaming boards. And I'm like ten, and I'm like, that was dope. <laughs> I'm, like, don't get me wrong; like it's still really cool. I mean, super athletic. It was gonna probably don't know how to fight though, but uh, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I mean, you really great demonstration. You know, yeah, did, like katas and whatever the. Kung Fu, what equivalent of kata's is? Forms. Forms. There's a, there's yeah.
0: a, I'm sure that, the, I know that there's a Chinese word for it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I will say, you know. Um, so we'll just
1: put it in English, forms. Yeah, forms. <laughs> like, not like what you get at the DMV, but like different. Um, you know, these are neater. And uh, <laughs> So, you know, watching that, I was like, I really want to do it. And then me and Carrie looked at some schools around there at that time, but all of them were like a, super expensive. Oh, yeah. which uh, you know just like unobtainable for us at the time and like you know we're already eating ramen noodles as it is so like we'll be okay and then when we ended up moving back here your school just so happened to be in our price range and like right down the street and yeah. we totally lucked out because we got brian and like you know especially for the oh, other people listen that were to that, suck out. that suck yeah out. that was really nice <laughs> well, I mean, if you consider some of the other schools that were in the area at the time, it was not really oh, okay, that much of you. a compliment. You didn't have to be that great for it, but, like, you know, he's still pretty great. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then we were here, and it was like, you know, it all, like, continued after that, and, you know, and then it was years of me getting beat up a whole lot, and then eventually I the got bonuses. good enough to, like, you know, beat other people up, and it was just a whole lot of fun, you know.
0: Yeah, I just like to, you know, check around about the fact that, like, when Steven started, he was, like, he was such a little dude. And then now I'm, like, what's up, man? Because I'm looking up to him and all the time. I was, like, ah, crap, I hate these times. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, in all honesty, I guess you've seen a lot of the, like, growth that I went through as an instructor mm -hmm. and doing a lot of this. I mean, at that point in time, I'd already done some, I'd already followed MMA, um, I'd already been doing actual jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. So it's, like, maybe that earlier part, but, like, a lot of that that later part of, like, moving out of, um like, karate and jiu-jitsu, kind of MMA, into, like, some of the other things that we have kind of, like.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, like, when, when we started, it was when we were upstairs in that one building. Yeah. Um, the one on Highway 8. You know, and it was all, like, pretty traditional, traditional conditioning drills and, and stuff like that. And I remember you moved me up to the adult class earlier because I was, like, bigger than everybody. <laughs> <And>, you <Yeah>. uh,
0: were <laughs> towering over the kids. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, poof. You know. And, uh, you know, I guess I realized I could take a punch or something. And he you was know, like, all right, get in there, get beat up. Was, <laughs> you know, but uh I don't know. You know, I think... I enjoyed that I was able to experience a lot of the more traditional stuff and then a little more of the modern adaptation to it, or I guess more pertinent adaptation to it as far as the real world and and how things exist. Um, So you kind of get both sides. You get a unique perspective when you've done both. Yeah. And, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. That's why I like to say that kind of
0: like we're, you know, MMA meets combatives wrapped in a karate gi. Kind of thing. yeah, Because we still kinda of try to give some um feeling of like a traditional type of school. I think it instills a lot more respect and stuff mm-hmm. like that that you get from traditional stuff that you just don't get a lot of times in a lot of other styles and stuff. Um but still gives that reality that you get from reality self defense. Yeah, and I and,
1: think we're and MMA and like where I really I like the more disciplined style of like more traditional martial arts where you have I guess, like, like more structure than what you would get at a lot of gyms and stuff like that, where it's just, you know, like, straight competition gyms or MMA gyms and stuff like that, where you have, you know, more of a disciplined student, and, and I think that makes a better competitor overall. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, or just a, a better fighter overall is just having, you know, that discipline instilled in them where, you know, if nothing else, where they, they, they talk less. <laughs> you know, they're they're a little less worried about, like, you know, and they've been told like, Hey, when I say this, you stand here and you shut up. They get used to standing there and shut up shutting up all instructions going on so that way they catch more of it. They're yeah. not, you know, busy talking and stuff like that, which is what I've seen at a lot of other gyms when people are giving instruction and stuff like that. People are talking back and forth and whatever else and not paying attention. And then you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, what were we doing? And it's like, Bro, if you just mm. you know, you just shut up for a minute. Just listen. Like, I promise you, yeah, what you said might have been important. You might have just cured cancer. But, but that's you could Not done what, done. what we're... Yeah. You could have done it later. Like, you know, get a pen, write a note on your arm, hope you don't sweat it off. You know what I mean? Like, deal with that later. Right now, we're punching each other in the face. Like, you know. Like, you just cured cancer, but you didn't know what we were doing, and I accidentally knocked you out, and now you forgot it. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So anyway,
0: you, you, so you end up with me and then continue on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, I uh, love run my
1: mouth and take you off track. I mean, you know, we did we had a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, um, karate, just in Kenpo, jiu-jitsu, MMA, mm-hmm. weapons, stuff like that. So, I guess kind of growing up with it it was what I did instead of sports where like some kids played football and like you know that's that's really cool um I couldn't care anything about football um I was just informed that the Super Bowl happened or or something and uh yeah I was like is it going on again and they're like yeah and I was like how long is it between Super Bowls and they're like a year and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) that last one was like three months ago but like you know just don't don't care it's what I did instead of sports and like you know yeah. And I think as an adult, I believe I'm more functional for it. <laughs> you know, it's like, if nothing else, you know, it's just, it makes you humbler as a person when you grow up getting punched in the face. And then you, you know, learn how to punch people in the face better. And it's like, no, you don't want me to, you know. You know, I think that's, like, that attitude right there. Yeah. Is, it it's com-
0: comes from
1: constant
0: learning. Because I think I see a lot of times... The guys, especially, and I'm not trying to mean, well, it's not just traditional martial arts, but the guys that do anything along these lines Mm -hmm. that get, that stop and get real arrogant are the people who stop learning. Yeah. Um, There's a firearms instructor that I was talking to, and he was saying that he was talking to another firearms instructor, and he was telling me, he said, well, you know, uh, I just want to offer you, like, you come in, like, and, and do the class for free. Just do my class with us and everything. And that guy looked at me and goes, I don't take classes. I teach them.
1: I was like, oh, okay. But it's also it's also dudes like that that won't shoot in front of their students. I know, exactly. Yeah. And I've been in classes like that. Or, like, mm. or like, you know, like I, I've been to classes where the guy's like, no, I don't shoot in front of my students. And then I've also been to classes where the instructor's like, dang, you boys can shoot. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's because I take classes all the time. Like, you know. And this guy's an instructor and it's like, you don't, we can tell, like, you know, I I was in a class and the instructor
0: basically said that they could not shoot the basic qualification that we were required to shoot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it admitted right there to me that if I had to do this, I would fail. I'm like, "Uh,
1: oh, that's, that's horrible. It's like, imagine going to like surgeon school. Like, you know, where you're going to, like, work on people and your instructor's like, I've never seen a spleen before. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you brought me a cut open body, I'd have no idea how to put that guy back together. <laughs> like, totally flabbergasted. Like, but I'm going to teach you, you know, how to do it. Yeah. Like, or like, I'm going to have to bring up a YouTube video, like I'm fixing an engine. <laughs> like, or in this situation, like, I'm going to teach you how to teach
0: people how to do it, but I can't do it. You know, I just, like, yeah. that blows me away. So that was an instructor certification thing.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like, it's like you can't shoot the minimum thing that you're requiring everybody to shoot for
1: that. Yeah, and like shooting's not hard, really, when you like get down to it. It takes like, a lot of practice. Like, yeah, it does. Like, it takes practice, but then once people realize that it's literally <laughs> two things, if you can align your sights, or you can press the trigger. You'll be okay. You know, it's all that it is. Everything else is, you know, semantics. Yeah you know so anyway sorry but, go ahead I yeah um, yeah so i think like you know as far as having like the the broader range that that i kind of had coming up into it especially like in one place right not have to go anywhere and then you know you and i became friends and stuff and then i started teaching <laughs> and and things like that which i also think is um teaching has, has probably helped me as much as learning anything, um, if nothing else, with patience, how to explain things to people. Yeah. And um, especially, like, you know, where people have, like, anxiety getting up and talking in front of people. I never had that because, you know, I don't care. Like, you have 30 little ADHD kids running around all over the place, and you have to be like, stop that, you know, and and explain something so that way they can get it, be clear and concise and quick because they have attention spans of, like, six seconds. Yeah. I can relate and, (laughs) like, you know, and get back, you know. Kind of get back down to it, I think has set me up in a way where everything else has kind of fallen into place where, like, you know, learn how to fight and take a punch. Around here, you have to be able to take a joke, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, know. Get, you know, get clowned, if anything else, especially with the crew that we had back in the day. Like, it's not gotten you, any better. <laughs> yeah, like... Well, I mean, like you just remember being around, like, Lewis and Freddie and Tavis and Chris, and it's just, like, <laughs> savage all the time. Like, you know...
0: But that was, like, within... Within the group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Uh, Nobody was like, like picking, randomly picking on other people that were there. It was like, there was this circle of people who is like, if you made it into that circle of people, yeah, you you better get get thick skin if you don't have it. Yeah, like you're
1: going to get it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have to get real cool with a lot of stuff real fast. You know.
0: I mean, I'm like like the instructor and you know, like Lewis is like, my gosh, you know, you keep kicking me with those fat legs. It's like, yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> big old legs, and when I kick you, you know
1: it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like yeah. Best way, black punch, no be there. It counts for <laughs> kicks too. Like, yeah. if you cannot get leg like, kicked. Ideal. You know. Yeah. But, you know, I think for everything else, and especially like, kind of how I see it, where you know, especially how my career has gone and stuff like that, everything is kind of equated into that's made me a better officer later mm-hmm. you know it's you know you know where i, I can go tell people what what i need to be done i'm not really nervous around people um i know if i need to i can throw down because you know hey we threw down in here i've done competition with other people that didn't actually care about me on the other side <laughs> and like they wanted to beat me up too you know I've you know yeah there like, is and, i i tell everybody a lot i said listen it takes a very special kind of like
0: so I didn't realize this for a long time. It takes a very kind of special mindset to jump into a ring with somebody who would just as soon rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. Yeah. Uh, but there's certain benefits to that, too. Because we're in here where we do things where the other person's always caring about your well-being. Yeah. In a ring, they don't. And, I mean, Kylie's been in some of those fights, too, with, uh, with kids. I mean, Kylie's 14. Uh, so it's not like it was kind of actually full contact but it's not technically supposed to be full contact but they just kind of let him go and me being the lover loving father that i am instead of going like no if this is supposed to be like light to medium contact (laughs) kill him. i'm (laughs) like no get your butt back out there and fight another round Mm -hmm. why and it's not because i don't love her and i've uh, there's been a couple times where i've had some people especially once they hit black belt listen you hit black belt you go to a tournament even if it's a nice light, contact karate tournament sometimes it's a bloodbath yeah and they let them go and at that point in time I'm like listen this is the way it is and if that's what they allow you freaking match it yeah you know and you get out there because my big thing is like if if she faces like a real self-defense situation that person's not going to care about her yeah. So if if she's in a and ring especially with another kid, the,
1: you don't want the first time she's had to fight under a full adrenaline dump to be like, now I need to fight. Yeah.
0: You know. Uh, so, it, like, so for her, she's had two fights like that, and uh, one was wonderful and beautiful, and I loved every second of that. Three rounds. And it was a lot of like that girl tried to kick her. She's like, nope. And wham, roundhouse kicked to the body. <laughs> and I mean, the judge decided they're just going to let them go. And I mean, they were, I mean, it's like kids. And they just,
1: yeah, hate Cool. To do like that. And yeah. then
0: another time, this girl was like, probably, she was a lot <laughs> higher than Kylie. Over me. And she was good. Yeah. And the first round did not go good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kylie got the socks beat off her the first round. And, um, we were over there and we were talking. And I said, all right, here's the deal. You're going to go back out there for round number two. And she was crying. And She looked at me and she said, I don't want to. I said, I love you. you going back out there for round number two. Yeah. And that's the most important time to go back out there is when you don't want to. Exactly. And she turned around and she went back out there for round number two. And where honestly, she did not win that round, but that girl knew she was in a fight then. Yeah. And that was the important part. You know, I was like, nah, you You going back. I love you. You going back out there. Yeah. And uh, and that, I'm sure there's some parents, especially today, that's going to think that's harsh. But here's the deal. I I was, you know, life is competition. Mm -hmm. You're competing for job. You're competing for positions at at a business or at a job or you are, everything you are doing, there is some competitive aspect to it. And if you crumble at the first sign of resistance, you're screwed. Yeah, you are you are in trouble, and I want her to know that she is tough enough to get back out there and do what she's got to do. Mm-hmm. And she didn't win that fight, but that girl knew she was in the fight the second round. And yeah. That was what was imp- most important to me. So in my mind, in my heart, in that moment, she won that fight. Yeah, you know, well, I knew technically you know, she lost, but you know, um, for that one, for that tournament, or that fight, or whatever, it was three rounds, kickboxing rules. And if you won the first two rounds, there was no third round. And the second round was close enough, I thought, that she had won it. And we're sitting there. I said, okay, now. But I knew it could have gone either way, so I wasn't going to argue. Yeah. You know, so I, I like, looked at her. I said, okay, now. We start talking strategy for the second, the third round. Because I thought, man, she, I think she might have taken it. And uh, the dude looked at it, mm, No. <laughs> There's not going to be a third round. I was like, okay, all right. So we backed off. I didn't argue because, like I said, it, it was close. Yeah, But in my mind, and my heart, like I said, I thought she won it just because she got back out there the way she did because she got completely dominated the first round.
1: Yeah. I think that's, like, part of the, what's really important about competition. You have stuff on the line. If nothing else, you have an initial investment. you got to pay to be there. you got to pay yep. to play. You know, you have somebody that you don't know and that you're unfamiliar with. You don't know their skill set. You don't know anything about them. If you're lucky, you know their name and you have a brief conversation and shake hands beforehand, and that's the – pretty much about it usually they try not to allow too much um you know and you know and then you have something on the line some obtainable goal that nobody goes in there and pays all that money and shows up to lose yeah you know like you you want to win you know so and then of course you know the person that you're unfamiliar with wants to beat you up just as much as you want to beat them up because they want all that crap too yeah it's you know, while it is, um, you know, you're probably not going to die unless it's, like, a weird fluke. You could have a brain aneurysm at any moment. But, like, you know, you're probably not going to die from, you know, your, your tournament beating. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're wearing
0: gloves, and most of the time, and, and something like that, you're wearing a helmet, especially underage. Uh, you're yeah.
1: wearing helmets, uh, you're wearing gloves, you're wearing foot gear, you're wearing stuff to kind of protect everything. Yeah, but, like, you know, yeah, the first time you have an adrenaline dump, much better to have that go on... You know, in that kind of controlled environment where you've got, you know, professionals around and your, your support team and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm out walking to my car and then this dude comes up and, like, jumps me. Yeah. And that's not the time to have that go on. But And also, like, I think the more that you fight through that fatigue response, especially, like, during, you know, that initial dump and right after that, you get over that, you're super tired you're smoked you just gave everything in that first round like you know to get back in and fight after that is just going to condition you to do that every time yeah so now if i'm in a prolonged fight on the street you know and i'm like oh man you know adrenaline goes on i fight really hard for about 45 seconds and i'm like smoked and i still gotta fight these dudes you know, or in my case, you now, I just got in a, I just got in a fight. Now I gotta like take dudes into custody. The fight's yeah. more or less over, but I still gotta do things. Now <laughs> I gotta drag them to the car, <laughs> whatever else, you know. Or now I've already fought them once, and now we're somewhere else. And now I gotta find them again, and that's happened to me a handful of times too. Really, like, yeah. you know, you you know, we had to struggle with you in the cuffs. Now I have to struggle with you in the jail. We gotta put you in a separate room, you know. Now we gotta search you and get all your stuff. Now I gotta struggle with you again, and that sucks, but. You know, and you're tired for the whole thing, but it's like, hey, we gotta do stuff, you know. Or I fought. Now I gotta run. I hate running. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you know, but you know, the the more that that you continue with activity after you've gone through that stage where you're you're tired and you don't want to do anymore, the more that you're prone to later on. Yeah,
0: that's very true. Um, so after after that time with me then you went you did some uh pure brazilian jiu-jitsu elsewhere mm-hmm. and
1: yep with uh with Kevin piles of american martial arts world class dude um you know he was really he was really one of the guys responsible for uh well everybody who's Trains out of Winston, for the most part, all the original schools in Winston and, and stuff like that have come from him at some point. Mm. Um, he was one of the first schools that really came around. He was one of the guys responsible for bringing MMA and having it legalized and stuff in uh, in North Carolina. Um, I think he worked with the athletic commission in North Carolina to, awesome. to get it get it worked out and to get the rule set stuff worked out. So, I mean, really, as as far as his impact on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA goes in the state of North Carolina, he's, like, the guy. Um, so I need to thank him for actually being able to fight in-state and actually regulated fights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. He would never accept your thanks, but, like, you know, he's a super, super, super good guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he has, like, forgotten more about ground fighting than I'm ever going to know. And uh, i world-class instructor and stuff like that. Um, really runs a great show. So, you know, coming from... Not to insult you or like any of the ground training and stuff that we did here. No, but, you know I, you who you know who just had less time in to Kevin who's had so I mean like that's you know, that's, that's, his, his that's his that's his bread and
0: butter. I'm more striking, but even more so. And I was talking to this about uh, with a couple of my guys the other day. Most of my success in all of this is that I'm a decent grappler, decent striker. Decented all this stuff. So basically, when I come up against a guy, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well if you're going to out grapple me, then I'm going to out strike you. Yeah. Or you know, vice versa. If you're going to like, if you're you know, if you're going to come in, I'm like, oh, oh than, I could get caught by you. are More than a
1: decent striker. You're a really good striker. <laughs> well, enough enough. So just because of of I know it was the work that I did with you, and because I fight like you, because me and you used to spar so much, <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just those like hour long beating sessions that we would have on one another after yeah. class and, and whatever else. Like, I've come to realize that, like, you know, where I was talking with a buddy because he does, um, he did MMA and and boxing and kickboxing in England when he he used to live there. He used to fight and stuff like that when he was younger, and now he's here. And uh, we went up to his gym. He lives in New Jersey, and we went up to uh, to his gym with with those guys. And he was like, "You're a big dude, but you're really technical." And I was mm-hmm. like. Okay, and he was like, Well, you never hit me like super hard, but every time you hit me, it was super clean. And I was like, Yeah, I was like, That's the idea. I don't have to hit you super hard if I hit you like really accurate, you know. So, you know, it's kind of followed me where like everything I do, I want to be as technical as possible and use the least amount of strength. Where I am like, I'm a big, strong dude, but. It was always like I, I guess growing up I always had somebody bigger or stronger than me, so if I was going to get you down I had to be better, yeah, you know, or, or use more technique or, or something like that, which is, I think's good. I think good having smaller opponents like definitely for, you know fight larger people who are, who are stronger than them, but um, you know, all that to say, um, I, I think stuff that's that's followed me around is. More of, like, I don't have to, like, strike harder than you do. I just have to strike better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I don't have to you. You can always it. put the power behind it. Yeah. like if I I mean, That's it. what I
0: try to explain to people all the time. I was like, yeah, so I come up. Everything we do is based in full contact. But we didn't beat the crap out of each other all the time. And I was a little worried about it. And I looked at my yeah. instructor. I was like, okay, I'm going to go fight. Uh, what if I start pulling my punches? He goes, don't worry, you won't. He said, because if you can strike and pull back and not hit full contact, he says, when you're in competition, you're all you have to do is just add the power. And I was like, oh, okay. And, yeah, I never had any problems with that. You know, yeah. I had a couple knockouts. You know, it was never, never a problem. Um, I even thought not that long ago, just mm-hmm. point fighting stuff. But um, I think, like, at that point in time, my uh, – I thing—it was point It's supposed to be nice and like. Of course, the dude didn't hit me too light either.
1: But afterwards, he told me, he "says, dude, you hit hard." <laughs> <laughs> well, like even the like even if you don't hit them that hard, yeah, and, and you know you're you're in competition or, or whatever. Even if you don't hit them that hard, but you know, like if, if they're advancing on you and you slip and you just bop them, even if you don't hit them that hard, they're no, gonna okay. think about that because they don't like so it. So
0: one of my favorite knockouts—I didn't hit the dude that hard. Um, and it's something I talk about. I, I teach. I still teach it all the time. It's like counter that leg kick. Somebody throws the leg kick, and you just kind of like eat it and turn and throw across right into their jaw. Yeah. Man, I was just trying to stun him. I wouldn't even try. And I boom, and I hit him, and he was just—it's just like a, somebody cut the puppets strings. Yeah. You know, he just bang. I was like cool. It worked. You
1: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, kind of deal. But um, and like uh, well, actually, like, you know, at the gym I was sparring you know my buddy but it was just kind of like one of those things and i think i really picked it up for matthew I, I think was more what it was but that kind of like rising uppercut thing and uh so he threw he threw kind of a bigger hook and i slipped it and just boom and overhand. just came yeah just came up with that yeah but it's like i don't know we, we one knuckle punch one is knuckle i think punch, the yeah.
0: is like the technical term i think most people refer to it as our overhand and kickboxing yeah. and stuff like that. but it's like super short yeah it is
1: yeah But, uh, so I'm in like super close and I punched him and I punched him directly in the eyeball. There was no, there was no like face. There was no nose. It was directly like the, the seam of my glove went directly into his eyeball. It's like his eyes are like red and irritated and he can't see out of it. And I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we're, we weren't so, we weren't going like, you know, Super hard, but, like, you know, we were hitting each other hard enough. But like, we yeah. we know when we got hit and stuff like that. But, you know, even even still going up to, to other schools with other guys who are really good and serious competitors and stuff like that, they're all like, you know, even though I haven't done it for years, they're all like, oh, man, just because the that stuff, but it's, it's instilled in you. You know, yeah. you don't – you know, it's kind of the last thing to go is, like, those fundamentals. And
0: then, you know. Everybody I, – I do find it funny. Everybody that, that spars you – Mm-hmm. Uh, like stand up sparring, everybody says it's like they say, I sparred Stevens. It's like sparring with you if you were taller. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. So he's kind of a carbon copy of me in that respect. You know, he just yeah. kind of like complete sponge just took on, and it worked for you. It doesn't work for everybody. You know, yeah. Some people were actually able to take my. Like way of fighting where I mess with people's heads and crap mm-hmm. like that and do really super well with that and then some people can't because not everybody's gonna fight the same but you know it just yeah. so happens that you basically fight and move a lot like me
1: yeah well it's, a, it's a, the same way everybody does stuff a little bit differently Yeah, and well for us I don't know I I, don't know. I say it's because we're lazy you know but like you know like, hold our yeah you know, like hold our hands down it's because you know like holding your hands up all the time does suck <laughs> like, it does like, it's like it's like I'd rather move a little bit but also like I I think about it more we're like the more that I can see the more data that I can gather yeah and uh so it, it wasn't really anything until like I got <laughs> And to firearms and stuff like that, I kind of realize that, especially when you're doing low-light stuff where, you know, flashlight and things are important, where you realize, like, oh, the more that I can see, the more data I can gather and the more attention to detail I can pick up. And when I can see somebody's whole body, I can see a lot more tells and stuff that they give. Yeah, that's Um, true. I mean, even like, you know, small steps with the foot and stuff like that, you can see their footwork, you can detect patterns, you know, you can catch a, a lot more of that body language. That yeah. you wouldn't catch otherwise when your hands are up close, and yeah, I can see that upper body and, and stuff like that. You know, especially like you know, real tight boxing stances and stuff like that, and you're much more protected. But you know, it's kind of that trade-off. Would I rather see more, or would I rather be more protected? And, uh, and you have to have that ability to move. Yeah,
0: if you don't have that ability to move and you try to fight like that, you will get
1: yeah uh, tore up. Like yeah, you have to have solid footwork. Yeah, and that was. I think that was something that we worked a lot with too. You know, we ran uh we ran ladders and, and did Yeah, we did a lot of worked a lot of like yeah. throwing balls at your face while you're trying to like yeah. slip, move and everything else. I still do a lot
0: of that kind of stuff because it helps tremendously.
1: Yeah. Um and it helps everywhere else too. Like yeah. you know, even just you know just keeping on your feet. Um you know, not tripping over yourself as much and, yeah. and things like that. Just Um and then you got in firearms and oh yeah and uh yeah then i got into firearms um i've done a lot of firearms training um trained at tactical response and building clearing classes i uh, trained a lot with pat mcnamara um uh, what pistol rifle low light uh i missed his vehicle class but um trained with a lot of local guys and stuff like that too so um really into firearms and at a point and it was kind of like what we said earlier it was more important to learn the concepts rather than the yeah. technique like a, uh, and unless you've really been around it, you don't get it. Like it doesn't make as much sense. Where, um, oh, that's true. yeah. Like, but it, it's harder to understand the concepts and the techniques. And you're like, oh, well, this technique will work here, and this technique will work here. And I'm like, if, I don't if have,
0: your firearms techniques come from movies, then you are, do not have firearms techniques. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have um, fantasy you know, techniques.
1: Yeah, like John Wick is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do that crap. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> That, that exists in a choreographed environment, yeah. and, uh, you know, it does not look that cool. Like, it looks like, ooh, that's gross, <laughs> you know. And also, you never saw, like, John Wick just absolutely showered with some guy's organs and, like, he's bloody <laughs> and stuff like that. He's just been stabbed, and now he can't use part of his arm because, you know. Like he doesn't have any, he, he cut his tendon and now his arms just flopping, and he's trying to get that Glock up and he's trying to rack the slide off of somebody's forehead while he's beating somebody to death with it. It's just, it, it never looks as good in real life as it does in the movie. Yeah. But if it does, hopefully you got that on camera cause that's awesome. Yeah, But, uh, you know,
0: um, cause we're running low on time. So
1: Kylie, how did you get involved in martial arts? <laughs>
2: um, I was kind of around it a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
2: I was brought into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you just kind of born into this, wasn't you?
2: Yeah.
1: I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a picture somewhere of you as like a baby putting Brian in an arm bar. She was a toddler, actually. I think she was like uh,
0: two or three.
1: Was she two or three? Was <laughs> yeah. she that old? Yeah. I'll
0: like, say, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that picture not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, "Okay," and we, I don't remember what. And I guided her through that. She has me in an armbar. Yeah, she's like two or three years old. I was like, "Huh, that's funny," because uh, her head was not up to where my wrist is. <laughs> yeah. She she's like holding it like a beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she didn't have much of a choice. Sorry, I know it's been a rough life.
2: Oh. <laughs> and then like, I don't know how many years it was, but. When was it that I really started to get into the self-defense stuff? I know it was around the time that you did the thing with the abduction prevention stuff.
0: Uh, so probably like three, four years ago.
2: Three or four years ago? Yeah. I didn't really start to notice that kind of stuff until then. I was like, oh, this actually happens in real life. Yeah. So then I helped out with seminars more mm-hmm. than. And then after that you said, hey, you and Jada are going to go up to a Pistol class.
0: I didn't exactly give them a choice because <laughs> my firearms instructor says, hey, I love to work with kids and anybody under the age of 21, and since you are doing it, I will run them through for free. So they didn't have a choice. I said, okay, you're going to be pistols. Get in inst- the car. <laughs> pistol instructors, let's go. <laughs> so that's pretty much the way we worked.
2: And so we did that, and then after that, it took a few months. And then uh, – you wanted us to do a rifle class.
0: Yeah. So that's how, I, yeah. So I became pistol and rifle instructors because mm-hmm. I said, that's what you're going to do.
2: hmm
0: I'm such a mean, horrible person. You didn't hate it, though, did you? No.
2: It's
0: a lot S- of fun. Scared to death at the moment. Yes. In the class, she was scared to
1: death. You know, she'd
0: enjoy shooting.
1: Yeah. But. I was like, it's always like when you get there and you're like, ooh, and then i like, oh, yeah. everybody's so Yeah, so you had these yeah. two
0: teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And then there was like 14 other people taking the class. Half of them were active duty military, Marines, Army. Uh, most of the other guys were already firearms instructors, but with other organizations. Mm-hmm. It was like the most talented group of people I have seen in a class, in a basic level class. I've been okay And he with a said that there was
2: classes. only going to be like a handful I was of like, people. Yeah. And there was like 14
0: people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they it's were just like a big <laughs> handful. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, you know. I was like, most of these people that come through here, and I've been through a few of these kind of like basic level instructor classes, yeah. like through a couple of different organizations. And basically, I've never seen a class like that. Everyone i was like, uh, Joe Blow over here, who I mean, I can shoot, but I can't really teach yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and sometimes they can't shoot, to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you. Um, so I said, you, you girls are going to do five Everybody teaches. They can shoot all, all the time. time. Until
1: they get around people who can like shoot.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, I said, like y- y'all, y'all these teach all the time. So I said they may outshoot you, but they're not going to outteach you. Well, I come in, I was like, oh, holy crap! So some of these guys were like in pistol instructors in the military. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was it was a fun time, and they hated me. Man, they hated me that day. <laughs> but they got all up there. Kylie like completely controlled the room when she was teaching. Jada completely controlled the room when she was teaching. They did great. Everybody was like. Wow, you know, <laughs> that was awesome. So it all worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. But, and you're glad you did it, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But basically, fill the holes. Martial arts is maybe an aspect of self-defense, but it's not all self-defense. It's just the truth. Uh, so you need to actually understand like all of the ranges and all the aspects of self-defense and actually like work on everything. We do our defenders classes, which we used to call integrated combatives until we realized that nobody knew what integrated combatives meant. So we started to call them the defender classes. Uh, We do our defender classes, which is a weekend class where we talk about everything from the mental uh, to like empty hand to blunt force to knife work and to pistols. (laughs) Man, it's fun. Uh, Still my favorite thing we do as far as just like these seminars and crap. Yeah, so we do those. Those are incredibly fun. Yeah,
1: let me know the exact dates, and I'll make sure I got time put in and everything like that. We're all good.
0: Yep. Um, So, but but make sure you fill whatever holes and
1: gaps you may have,
0: because even the empty hand, it's cool. If you're a great boxer, what are you going to do? You know, if something hits the ground or something like that. So,
1: especially when you have like such a huge prevalence of MMA and stuff now, and it's really become a a big deal. Everybody watches the UFC and stuff like that. Anybody who can get on YouTube can watch free fights and. And whatever else, and pick up small bits and pieces of groundwork, yeah um, you know and and that and it's it is not human nature in any way, shape, or form to hit people with your fists, yeah. It's not. If you look at the hands, the hands weren't made to hit things with. You have these small little metacarpals that, I mean, like, really, like, they suck for hitting things if you don't know what you're doing. Heads are way harder than your hands. It yeah. just it just doesn't work out. So, usually when you see people fight, especially guys that don't know anything, you get, like, one or two good strikes, and then they just grapple and cling on to each other because and fall to got- the ground. Ow, oh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, especially with dudes who have never hit anybody, like, you know. Those guys up until that point want to bust at a grape at a vineyard, want to go throw hands with a crackhead in the parking lot, and they punch him in the skull and they're like, oh, that really hurts. And yeah. then they get, you know, and then they get connected. It's just, it, it's how it works. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, but well, we are out of time. Be sure to visit our sponsor, uh, faith and freedom.clothing. Uh, and we'll see you in the next podcast.
1: Bye. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.